Is it the end of the world? Yes, it is the end of the world. And it's also the beginning. Move my shit over here. Beginning of a brand new, solid shock of the world for us all to enjoy. What's up? Yeah! All right, my man! Whoa, whoa! It's podcast day. What's up, y'all? This is Deck Wendell. My name is Kyle, a.k.a. Keezy. Cover law, y'all. What's going on? And this is a Juggalo podcast. If you're new here, welcome. Oh, I think we're like uh, way too loud. What? Why? Why oh, is it man, doing we're that? Bla- we're blasting out of ears. I'm sorry. sorry about that. Here, let me whisper for a second. I fix this. See, this is why you're supposed to do this shit early. A-S-M-R. <laughs> oh, is it? I don't know why it does this. Oh, look. You're blasting out of your drums. Sorry. What's up, Echo Side Fiend? Sorry. Here. There we go. Hopefully, it's a little better. Well, let us know. Man, I'm so sorry. Oh, it's, I don't think it's. I, don't, I still don't think it's good. I know. I'm sorry. We're we're working on it. Twenty years old. Yeah, you're right. Wow. All right. Is that better? I think I think we're sitting a little better now. Look at look at it. It's not blasting out of your drums. Man, we apologize for that. Man, my bad, guys. Sorry. You know, we we, we do all the setup and shit still fucks up. You know, I, I was watching um that Carnival Carnage uh stream. Mm-hmm. I found it on YouTube and I was watching it. And like they have technical issues every fucking oh, show, yeah, dude. Absolutely. Every single like the video I watched, like it said fast forwarding because there's no sound. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You know. Yeah, so. there was there was a section I remember watching that where there was no sound. I was like, what the fuck is going on? It's every goddamn episode. So yeah. that makes me not feel so bad. Oh, sorry, Exile. <laughs> scared you cat. Sorry, Exile. Sorry about that, man. My bad, man. See, god damn it, that pisses me off. See, now people are gonna le- turn our episode on, hear that immediately, and be like, I'm turning this off. And now they're not even gonna get to this. I mean, at least it's you know, at least you can hear it. Unlike the Joker episode, oh, yeah. you can hear shit. I just took that all the way down. No, people don't even need to hear that. Yeah, they, not like they could, anyways. Yep. So what's been up, man? Anything? Oh man, just hanging out. I, you know, I just can't believe it, man. Twenty fucking years. Isn't that nuts? It's wild. There's a lot of twenty years coming up. Or yeah. No, no, there's some thirty years coming up this year. Oh. There's a 30 year and well, we do got 20, like, I mean, we're getting to the 20 year anniversary of all this family era shit, Yeah, you know, 20, like, uh, shit that came out in 2001, two, three, like that's all, you know, yeah. that's all coming up now. Well, one's already over obviously, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're in, uh, I mean, we're in the, you know, you know, 22. So there's, you know, there's a couple, I mean, there's, there's going to be a 30 year, a big 30 year and mm-hmm. a big 20 year this year. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're already at a you know big twenty years. So. Oh yeah, we're gonna do some bashes. See this one, we're not doing a bash. <laughs> no, no bash. But <laughs> we should do a bash for like the Wraith twentieth. That'd be fun. Oh yeah, we should like sure. go all out. Yeah, for sure. You wanna do that? That's what November. Yeah, that'd be in November. Yeah, yeah, we got time. Then we got one coming up in uh, October, right? Yeah. What's that? Uh, Carnival. Oh yeah, yeah. That's, that's a 30. thirty year. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah that's a big one. Yeah, Fucking we should celebrate. Ninety two was you know ninety two's carnival and two thousand two, you know was was right. So yeah, there's gonna be be some shit. What was what was twelve? What's a ten year anniversary uh, coming? Mighty Death Pop. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I wonder if we when did that come out. I think we looked that up. Maybe we passed it already. <laughs> I forgot. Um, all right. Well, look, we got no, our, Mighty Death. Oh yeah, Mighty Death Pop was twelve. Yeah, okay, right. yeah I, th- I thought so. Um, I was gonna say we got our uh, juggler waiting in the wings, so we could keep bullshitting. Sure, but yeah. he, he's just sitting there. We, uh, why don't we just continue bullshitting with him in here? Yeah, for sure. Let's get him. Um, all right, let's get uh, my man in here. Let me see if uh, 
Uh, it works. I know I do this every time. Hold on. Here we go, bro. I'm letting you in. We'll make sure he looks good on here before we bring him uh, into the show proper. What is up, my man, Peter? Can we hear you? Can you hear us? Oh, I can hear you, Peter. All right, hold, hang tight. Let me turn this volume down. See, I'm, I'm blowing out eardrums left and right. Come on now. <laughs> we're such a, we're so not professional, man. Hold on. Yeah, I, th- I thought you were the professional podcast. Let's let's yeah. get this going. You definitely thought wrong. <laughs> um, all right, man. Here we go. The, give it up for my man, Peter. What's up? going on what's up, gentlemen what's up everybody how you doing dude good how are you i'm good man um peter is the host of a podcast called juggalo rewind I, I, and I call, I know that you, I know that you have a co-host, but I'm calling you the host because I know you're, you're the one that like has to keep Chris in check all fucking episode long. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I don't know your guys' dynamic. If you have the same, um, but sometimes, uh, one person goes off on a tangent or we have a guest and like, you just kind of have to be the point guard. You know what I mean? And it's. That's usually not me. That's not my style. I want to take over and tell a million stories and just be stupid, but I have to be the one that's like, we're on time. Let's get this moving. Yeah. Keep the notes going. You, so. you, I think we're pretty good at keeping each other in line for the most part. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, you definitely like you, you got to keep the ship afloat. And I, I saw, I, I feel you. I, I was just telling Carver this morning, like, I mean, he, this guy is like, so like off the grid and like, doesn't pay attention to shit. So like, I'll text him and like, not get response for like two hours. Like, I don't know if we're even doing the show today. <laughs> so like, I, yeah. so in that regard, I, I feel you, bro. You want, you want to, you want to steer the ship the, the way it needs to go. Yeah. I will. Yeah. I will tip the hat to Keezy. He definitely keeps this ship going. Um, I, I add some things, but yeah, I mean, he's the, he's the professional. So uh, we've been, we both been doing this as long as each other, man. So, um, all right. So Peter, thanks for joining us, man. We appreciate you hanging out in the, uh, in the wings. He's been, by the way, keezy has been talking about, I have, I haven't listened. I haven't heard anything yet, but he's been talking a lot about it for, I'd say the past week. So yeah, I, I, um, well, I kept seeing you guys have like a lot of really cool. Um, I, I'm assuming like Chris does a lot of your social media, um, so, Cause I, I keep seeing a lot of, uh, cool, like, you know, he posts funny memes or like the Marissa Tomei thing was really funny where it was Marissa Tomei dressed as different Joker's cards and shit. It was, it was just like, she was wearing a purple dress. So it was like Malenko, you know, that's, that's actually pretty cool. I'd, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Uh, just like, I mean, that's how stuff comes up, right? Like we're just bullshitting and it's late at night. We're recording something and I don't know how Marissa Tomei came up, right? And he's like, Marissa Tomei's Joker cards, and he wrote it down. And then a couple of days later, he's just stockpiling pictures of her. And I'm like, what are you doing? I know. I love that um, you're like, I love that you're like, are you writing that down? <laughs> we just, we have notes and just to the side, if you're listening to our episode, you can just hear us pause. Yeah. He and we're a- like, put that in the notes. That's a good idea. Yeah. There yep. we go. I, I, I do. Um, so I, I'll be honest. I don't consume like really any juggalo media and it's not, not because I, you know, am above it or anything. I just literally just don't have time and the shit I do consume, like it, it I, well, you don't get on YouTube, so, right? I, mean, I, I, like he, I watch like one YouTube show, yeah. and that's it. I get on YouTube, and that's all I do. And he does everything else except YouTube, right? So, so <laughs> I, but at work, I listen to podcasts all day long. So, um, you know, I, I kept seeing you guys' memes pop up, people liking it and uh, sharing it and stuff like that. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give these guys a try. They, they're kind of doing what we're doing, just a uh, little, well, way more in depth. Let's say that. Um, 
So uh, just for those that don't know, jo- our show, obviously, we review an album like half-ass, talk over it the entire time. These guys like go, they spend an hour and a half on every fucking song on a, on an album and tell you all the facts and info about it. It's pretty fun. Yeah, he, yeah I thought that was amazing. I could, I was like, geez, man, that's crazy. That's a lot of work. Yeah, we're, we're stupid in that regard. Uh, <laughs> That's a lot of work. To be honest, I, I stole the idea from someone else. Uh, I listened to a Pearl Jam podcast that does the same thing. They stole it from a Prince podcast. I think there's now just different bands. It's it's not like a unique idea. You know yeah, of I mean? course. But, uh, it's still a lot we, of work, though. Um, It is. like the, So the first season, we did Most Tasteless. Uh, we had that in the can for maybe a year. Uh, just, you know, making sure who had what sample, when was this recorded? Cause that CD is just a clusterfuck. Right? That's a, yeah. that, that, well, um, I mean, that, that shows, man, you guys obviously did a lot of fucking research on that shit. We, I don't want to say we did. I mean, it's not backbreaking work, but we just have a spreadsheet, you know, we're nerds like that. So we keep track of that. So we got through it, uh, got to season two and we're like, Oh man, like we don't have a lot of time. We got to, we got to bust this out. So season two is tales from the Lotus pod and we're halfway through that. And, uh, we just did black magic and we have a couple more in the can coming out every Thursday. If you want to jump on in, you can be, a an old fan been listening for 30 years and this brings the nostalgia back to you, or you could be a new fan and you're like, man, I just, just learned about this. You know, I want to go backwards and learn because that's, That's kind of what we are. You know, you latch on to something and you're like, what happened in the past? How did I get to this point? So if you want to jump on board, maybe we'll uh, we'll help the new juggalo world out. Absolutely. Bring everyone up to speed. That's you know, that's that's the idea. Like you're fascinating. You see a lot of these juggalo uh, channels that are just kind of doing like what YouTubers do. Talk about drama or, you know, just do dumb bullshit. But you know, it's, it's nice to, we're, we're kind of creating a community of like these like old, old school minded juggalos. I don't even want to say old school. Cause I've met a lot of younger juggalos that are just like similar minded, you know, um, that are just either whether or not they're like you said, finding out now or been down for 30 years and just now getting back into it. Like it's, it's been fun con- reconnecting with, uh, with a lot of those types, you know? Yeah. It's, it's the nostalgia for sure. And for us, and I think you guys just mentioned it a couple minutes ago, like we're coming up on 20 years of like the family era, if yeah. you will, which is like the big boom. And like that 2001, 2002, like we're finding right now, just in that year, year and a half span, the albums that came out are like our golden era. Oh, you know yeah. what, I mean? like what we grew up with. But and I used this example the other day with someone and they're just like they couldn't believe what I'm saying. Like my riddle box or your Malenko or your wraith is someone's flip the rat. Someone <laughs> heard flip the rat for their first juggalo album. And in 20 years, they're going to be like, that was the best album they ever put out. And yeah. to me, that's insane. Because that <laughs> CD is, is garbage. But regardless, I'm not here to say that, but uh, it's, it's all about the nostalgia. It's what it brings to you. Like is tales from the Lotus pot, a great CD in your head, maybe because you remember going to shows and playing it nonstop. But to someone who listens to it now or listens like track by track, you're like, this city is a fucking mess. Right. You know, but like it's just it's what brings what you have inside of you and what it like sparks of a memory of a show or 
listening in a car or your friends or whatever. That's it embodies there's, there's no hate. It embodies that moment, you know, like like every time you hear it, it just it's it's like time traveling back. And that's what me and Carver were just talking about before the show too. Like that that's kind of what I feel like you know, we are, we are bringing that, that nostalgia vibe, you know, and it's, it, there's, there's a, you know, people are into it. People are into nostalgia and, and what, again, whether it's new juggalos finding out or old juggalos, you know, that have been sticking around, man, like, like it, it's been wild seeing the the wave, you know, and riding it. It's, it's been, it's been great. I, I actually got a question. Um, so I would say I'm going to, I'm going to compare this to food. I do this a lot. I would say when we listen to these these albums, we're 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 more of like it's like it's like a meal that we're 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 doing the meal again. We're going back to this old restaurant that we used to love in the past. We're we're eating this meal again. They still cook it the same way. We might get a different uh, feel and, and angle on it. But you're going in and you're knowing all the ingredients and everything that's being put into this meal. You're essentially going in the kitchen and seeing how it's all made because you're doing all this research. And uh, is that does that take away from some of the albums for you as you go through them, this and this in depth. You're it's funny. Yes. And we've mentioned that a couple times. So in studying quote unquote, AKA listening to a song eight times while I drive to work that day, um, the song like sticks to itself. Like it's in its own bubble. So we just did black magic or, and we danced there. You can take whatever song it, you could say like you like it or you don't like it, nitpick it, but then you have to think about how it flows, you know, like most tasteless in particular. Um, and you can go back and maybe this is common knowledge. Like that CD was created and so was Tales from the Lotus Pod in multiple forms. Like mm-hmm. uh, we'll go Tales from the Lotus Pod. I'm sorry. I'm jumping all over the place. No, you're good. Um, so they, it, the songs, the way they were recorded or written or like a three-year span, you know, like, Mike Clark and Twisted and ICP do a couple songs pre-Jekyll Brothers. They sound totally different. Then you get a couple more. Then you get ones with Mars. Then you get one that literally Mars was crammed into. You could tell, like, <laughs> you didn't record this with everyone else. You just, like, shove that verse in there. <laughs> and then he leaves. And then, well, even before he leaves, Mike Clark leaves. So you have Fritz picking up some tracks. You have Mike P picking up some tracks. It's like... To your analogy, it's like I have a plate and one restaurant made the steak, <laughs> one made the potatoes. Yeah. I got some rice from the fucking the Chinese restaurant down the street. <laughs> like in, Individually, they're all good, but I don't really get a chance to listen to it all the way through. And we really have to do that for like at the end of our season, we do a recap of, you know, what we missed or just tying things together. We really have to sit and listen to the whole CD as a, as a whole, as a cohesive unit, because otherwise then you're like a forgotten freshness or cryptic, Mm -hmm. you know, where it's like just random songs that don't flow. And again, to your point, yes, uh, (laughs) it's fun looking at individual songs, but there's also the overall album that you have to take into account. We don't really do that. We try to, but in your guys's case, you know, you're feeling that more because you're doing the whole thing as as one bundle. Yeah, we're yeah. kind of trying to relive the moment, at, you know, and and you're just dissecting it. I can imagine 
that would, you know, you would eventually be like, okay, this album isn't as good as I, you know, I remember it yeah. anymore. Uh, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, li- <laughs> listening to you guys dissect Most Tasteless maybe say, fuck Most Tasteless. <laughs> and some of it, the way, like, why we wanted to do it, uh, we are local Detroiters, so we have maybe a different aspect or a different feel for what other people do for these songs. And we also want to, like, go into, like, you know, A to Z lyrics or genius. And they are terrible mm-hmm. when you try to, like, figure out what a song is, especially in the Juggalo world. <laughs> um, there's so many local references that we're like, we kind of want to teach people what that means. Like, yeah, I, I, uh, wish, for, I, w- I wish I would have somebody doing that back when I was 15. Like, literally... I mean, half of the lyrics are like, like I had no clue what no, any of this shit meant, you know? Yeah, Car- Carvel of Carnage, if we get to that, is chock full of them. Uh, we thought Most Tasteless was perfect for it. Um, and again, let's go back to Most Tasteless, like kind of two ways that the verses go. Some songs are story, you know, like, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Some are just words like, oh, they're just throwing shit together. It's whatever. Like every Some Ouija are- Mac song. <laughs> Some are a very specific story. Murder, murder, murder is a story. First day out is a story. So like we sat there and we're like, okay, Jamie got out of jail. What's going next? Yeah. We're making fun of like, so he got a steak next to a Taco Bell. Like that doesn't make any sense. Like where did he make this phone call? I'm glad you you brought that. (laughs) I'm glad you brought that song. I'm glad you brought that song up because. I didn't mean to cut you off, but like when I was listening to you guys talk about that song in particular, like you really like did, like I, I, I've listened to that song 5,000 times and I never realized how ridiculous like those lyric changes complete and they completely fuck up the timeline of the story. Like it's, For it's, sure. it's, um, it's just literal gibberish by the time uh twisty gets their hands on that song. It's crazy. But it's the same. I guess we tried to go back and forth with the original and it's kind of the same thing. You know, like we, we made fun of like the different wines that they got or like, Oh my God, he gets his steak. Well done. Chris couldn't <laughs> handle that. He's like the most disgusting thing on this CD. Forget the murder. Forget the <laughs> off. Uh, who gets a steak? Well done. And that's a 10 minute like, jag that we went on where that's great. You know, other podcasts, other people are just like, Oh yeah, that song's sweet. Next. <laughs> yeah. We're diving into stupid shit. Hey, Amen. For, yeah. hey, for, like, what shit. for what it's worth, that's like my favorite shit. Like, I mean, you guys, how long have you guys been friends? Oh, me and Chris, probably 20 years. Yeah. Right so, it, I mean, me and Carver have been known each other that long too. So I, I you know, you, you definitely have like an obvious rapport and, and you know, that's, I, I like seeing that, you know, show, you know what I'm saying? Like, like when I listen to your show, don't get me wrong. I love the historical shit as a juggalo shit, but like, as I listen to you guys, like I really do enjoy just like hearing you guys fuck around and stuff. So don't, don't cut all that out. It's my only request. <laughs> yeah. All right. And that's the fine line, right. Of any of honestly our, of any juggalo podcast of any, any podcast, like you could make it historical and yeah. dry and, but who really wants to listen to that? Like it's right. interesting for a historical purpose, but like, let's, go off on a different tangent. Let's yeah, you know, man. do whatever. That, that's the fun of, of all of this. You, you, Otherwise, you come for the content, but stick around for the personality. You know, yeah, you know what I mean? It's, it's entertainment. Like we're joking around for Absolutely. sure. Even just like what we specifically try to stay out of all drama, but we do make fun of different things. Yeah. Like, oh God, Tales from the Lotus Pod. Jay is at his fattest. You know, he <laughs> looks... He's got his stupid visor and his blonde hair. What the fuck was he thinking? Like, every song Jamie's talking about his dick. And we're yeah. like, what? Did you put your dick away. That's like, all in good fun. We're not like drawing any lines in the sand. Of we're course. Just, we're just having fun. 
of the course. So, so, um, since you guys are native Detroiters, um, I, I'm, I'm curious, like, I, I think you're, you're, you're the first Detroiter we've talked to on here. So that, that's pretty fun. Um, we're the, we're the gatekeepers. Here's yeah. the gate. We're just letting people. <laughs> and we found that's very different. I'm sorry not to cut you No, you're off, good. That's like an, another reason why we kind of wanted to do this. It's shocking to me that psychopathic juggalo stuff has been around for 30 years, right? Yeah. You look at podcasts, any websites, any anything. People are from Washington, California, Columbus, Ohio, Pittsburgh. And it's like, how has the people that we know for all these years not done anything like this? Like, how is Vince, Vinny the ICP kid, not done one of these? Yeah. Like, he should have been the first one. It would have been the biggest. Boom. Yeah. But like, mm-hmm. n- now we're trying to bring a, a Detroit flavor, which in the nice way is saying, hey, we're telling you where all these streets are. <laughs> we're telling you that Soshimoko is like, isn't that great of a Mexican restaurant? Don't let ICP <laughs> fool you. Like, we're telling you stupid shit like that. But like, we're also finding that our, what we see is very different than what everyone else does. And we're trying not to be like gatekeepy, but just giving you an aspect of what we've seen. And yeah, you know. we, we, I mean, I have a little bit of feeling like that too. Like I, I, I you're just from having been in it for this long. Like I, it's not like we're trying to sit here and be experts or anything. And we're not trying to be gatekeepers, but we are just trying to, again, bring that, that same vibe back. You know, we just want to talk to similar juggalos and put it out there. Like there's obviously people that enjoy it. So, you know, fuck it. We're, we're all in it, man. Um, yeah. so as, uh, as a Detroiter, so wh- what was your start with getting into ICP then? Like, how did you, like, what was the, was it in the air? Like how, how did you come about it? It's weird. Like, uh, I think <laughs> probably like everyone, or we're finding a lot of these when we talk to people, uh, it was always someone's older brother, right? Like it's always <laughs> something that you taught from above. Yeah. Uh, I was in high school and one of my friends was drawing Joker cards, like on his history book or whatever. And I'm like, huh, oh, that's interesting. Didn't know what it was. His older brother listened to it. He grabbed the CDs. He started listening. So we gravitated towards it. Um, that was Carvel Carnage and Ringmaster. I think I went to the store. So this puts, I was working in the mall. So Riddlebox just came out. So we're looking at October 95. And how old are you around this time? Uh, high school. So 15, 16, um, me being OCD, even when I was a kid, I see that, but I see two other ones and I'm like, I gotta go in order. Like I can't (laughs) just jump in here. Of course. Uh, so I got Carnival Carnage Ringmaster, listened to those, got to Riddlebox, went to my first show in 96 and kind of been going from there. So wait, you, you saw that you saw the images, but like you hadn't heard the music before you went and bought them or you did like you, you kind of like heard a little bit like that's enough for me. I want to go check it out. I think I heard a little bit of it, but I'm just, I'm a dive right in. Okay. Like, I don't want to hear bits and pieces. Like, <laughs> let me just hear it for myself. So. Okay. That's- I just dove right in. Now, did, now, did you, were you on the Esham wave when he was making moves and big back then? No, this was all, that was my first look into the Juggalo world. Okay. Before then, it's all just rock and yeah. you know, just normal uh, pop, you know, shit that's on the radio. I wasn't like going to Esham in 91 or anything. Yeah. This was all... <laughs> I was just turning like 15, 16 at this time. So I wasn't like going out doing my own shit. Yeah, yeah. I was already like sneaking out to go to these shows. So I wasn't like a 
you know, grown ass man listening to kill the fetus. So <laughs> my mean, parents weren't buying that. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm, no, cur- I'm curious. I'm curious about how, okay. So you go to the store and buy, you, you buy the first three cards, you take them home. You pop on carnival cartridge first, and then you listen to carnival cartridge and you, you somehow make it all the way through and still want to listen to more, which is a shocking uh, thing for me to listen to. It's, that's another funny thing as we go through time, right? Like some <laughs> CDs, albums, I always say CDs, yeah. sorry. Uh, some albums grow with time, like, you know, they age fine. And then some of them you go back and you're like, man, the production is terrible. <laughs> like it, to me, I guess maybe I've been different as a juggalo, if you will. Uh, back then it was funny to me. Like I thought Carnival and Carnage and Ringmaster were comedy albums to be allowed to <laughs> totally serious. Like we would listen to them at work. I worked at Sabaro's in the mall and we would play it. And all the guys would be like, man, this shit's funny. Like the skits are funny. You know, it, it wasn't like, this is musically great. Yeah. Oh, you know, the production is awesome. It's like, yeah, this is funny shit. And then I think more as riddle box. And as that goes on, you're like, okay, I can like dig the vibe, dig the message, dig the music. But yeah, at first it was just, it was just funny. Like even when they started doing wrestling, uh, I would go to their shows and it's like, I, cause I'm a big wrestling fan. So it mixed the two worlds, you know? And I'm like, this isn't the best wrestling, but it's entertaining cause it's with this and like, they're funny. So I, I don't know. My, my path may have been a little different of why I was listening or why I stuck around, but I, I, but I, I agree did, with so. that. That's what, I mean, when I first started listening to him as well, it was because it was funny that, and that's what I thought about it. The same thing. I was just like, this is just funny shit and I'm going to put it on and like, it's, <laughs> it's offensive and it's funny and it's vulgar. Yeah, and- It's almost like, um, like back then it was probably almost like a, having a fucking jerky boys album or something like that, you know? Yeah. Good call. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. Um, yeah. So I do understand that. I guess like, you know, I was making a joke. Like obviously I, I, I have love for Carnival of Carnage, but like musically we all know it's not like the greatest. So I, I just mainly couldn't imagine somebody listening to Carnival of Carnage be like, all right, give me more, give me more of this, you know, like I could, yeah. I could see that. But that said, like, you know, again, I love it, but you know, that, that's the first the thing that popped in my mind. I, I probably got like all three and then went to the first show and then Tunnel of Love was right around the corner. So it was probably all like a, a combination, you know, it wasn't just like 1992, I picked up Carnival of Carnage and had to wait another year and a half. You yeah. Know, it was, it was a group effort. I yeah, paid like, 10 right. bucks for the tape. I got to listen to it. It was enough to be curious to keep listening at the very least. Yeah. So good so, times. So when you went to, so you went to that first show, like 96, 95. Yeah. Uh, uh, the prom, prom night massacre was my first show. Oh, nice. So, wow. uh, so was that, was tunnel of love out by then? Oh, prom night was April of 96. I think tunnel of love was like June or July oh. of 96. Okay. So it was right around the corner. Hell uh, yeah. My young memory doesn't remember like if they did songs sure. from Tunnel of Love before it came out. That I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I mean that's that's that'd be hard to pinpoint, especially with you just being like pretty newish. Like I went to my first ICP show. It was House of Horrors. Uh, within six months of Malenko coming out, but um, I listened to Malenko and I think Riddlebox by then. But I couldn't tell you anything they played. I know they played a bunch of shit like I didn't know. You know, I remember that, but you know, obviously they were probably just playing fucking classic after classic. My little dumb, my little dumb <laughs> brain know. can't remember it. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, and that's right on the borderline of people like keeping track of this shit, right? Like now yeah. 
you have a set list before you're out the door. Yeah. Uh, back then, like that was, they weren't really recording shows. Like you're lucky to get a bootleg of 96 and before. So that hasn't really popped up. So yeah, it's in the, the, era, the dark it, ages of Juggalo or something. Yeah. During the era when people just lived in the moment. <laughs> yeah. When well, your pictures were from a, a disposable camera, yeah, that I had a crotch and bring in. Well, like I've I've got a couple of those. You know, <laughs> I'm I'm interested. To, I'm interested to see the, or maybe you know not today, but maybe sometime see see the relics that you have from back then. So that's another. <laughs> it's funny that you said that. So that's another thing that me and my friends at the time jumped right into. Again, maybe it's my OCD, but it's the collecting. Yeah. So. I don't know how it all came together, but different people at that time, you know, you had like your AOL chat rooms, da da da, and everyone just started making pages of what they collected. And we had a friend who said, okay, let's put all of these together so we have our own like community. So there was a website of everyone's pages, of everyone's collections, starting to trade with each other. Um, and that blew up like, that helped, early, you know, man. That dude, is I, crazy. I was probably I had I was 14 years old, 15 years old, and I made one of those pages, and I had all of my collection on it. You probably have my shit on there. <laughs> See, there you go. Like that's how things start tying together, right? Yeah, it's, dude. Uh, and, and that was really cool. Like I wish that could have progressed, but. Mm. Just time and uh, you can see how their merchandise went. It was impossible the, the, to keep track of what is out there is so hard. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, like prior to the Wraith, like you could pretty much make a list of every item that existed, you know? Yes. But it got pretty then, outrageous at, at that point. Yeah. There was just every shirt, every, shirts in the, for, for particular. Cause Especially that, once they got into like, uh, you know, like hot top, hot top. Yeah. Yeah. And print to order. Like, mm -hmm. it's nice to say, hey, the uh, Riddlebox Christmas shirt is like was sold at one show. It's very rare. Right. Um, but now, now more so. And then a couple of years ago, they were just like, hey, here's a shirt. Maybe no one bought it. Maybe one person bought that and they just printed it to order. But it's crap because no one bought it. <laughs> but there's probably only one out there. So yeah. it's it, it was too hard to keep track of. And. God bless the people who still do. I still trade and collect and sell stuff. And uh, there's a bunch of Facebook groups that do it and, and they're all great. Um, but yeah, that was definitely a part of back then, you know, collecting, you know, rare shirts, rare audio, whatever. And so, so yeah, I, there's a little bit of that so for me, but not. so have you kept all of your collection over the years or did you kind of get like purge any of it at any point? Uh, no, most of it I still have. Nice. Um, that's, that's I'm, I'm into audio. Like I like the tangible bit of having audio. So I try not to get rid of all those Yeah. Uh, posters and shirts. Not so much, uh, but little knickknacks, like weird stuff. I do try to, to keep up on like um, ticket stubs, flyers. Um, yeah. Just one of a kind items if I can come across them, but I'm not, uh, backstage passes. I'm super big on now. Okay. Like that's been my big one. Um, at the first couple gatherings, they had auctions and they had like, you know, all these old backstage passes. So I won one of those and then just started adding bits and pieces. And so I, that's something I enjoy to try to keep up on. But. That's pretty cool. Um, what, what would you say is like probably your, like your dopest item? Like the first thing that pops in your head, like you would mention to somebody like us. Prize possession. I mean, the, the, the backstage pass collection in general, probably yeah. just because it spans so long, you know, so many different eras and, and shows and memories. How many do you have? Um, 
Oh, maybe 150, 200. Whoa, that's Damn. awesome. All right. So it's it's cool. Like I take them like ticket stubs or show posters. You know, they're just, it shows a history of going through. How do you, you get know, your hands uh, on those? Like you just buy them off of eBay or what? I mean, so the first couple batches were straight from, like I said, the gathering when they had auctions. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, eBay, finding people, um, <laughs> to be honest, you find disgruntled uh, either ex-workers of psychopathic <laughs> or current workers who are trying to make a side buck. Okay. Uh, so I think it's just like anything. If you're into movie posters or you're into, I don't know, uh, cigarette lighters, like if there's a market for something and there's someone who's getting them and a community and they're selling them. So have you uh, ever, have you ever like physically met with like a disgruntled like psychopathic worker in like an alley somewhere to pick something <laughs> I, up? Or <laughs> I, I wouldn't say he was described just using that as an example, but yeah, there was, I wish I knew who he was, but I did meet with someone at Lafayette Coney Island and buy a bunch of backstage passes. From nice. Him. nice. And he had a, a crew jacket, but I have no idea who he was. It wasn't like a Doug or bill. It wasn't like a, a main guy. I think he was just like a sound tech or whatever, yeah. just some asshole. But uh, okay, yeah, I mean that's that's how stuff leaks out. You know, they the bigger they get, the more people they employ, and those people yeah uh, try to make a side buck. Some I, of them not I, as uh, reliable, or <laughs> they get found out and they get you know kicked to the curb. Yeah, but uh, I, I heard you mention on one of your shows something about uh, you did. Um, you, you, I don't know if you knew somebody that worked at the warehouse or something like that. You had like a, you had some kind of hookup maybe that you're, you were able to get, um, like merchandise from or whatever, like, or, or did I mishear that? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't recall us talking about that. Okay. Um, trying to think what other like hookups we've had. Well, I, I mean, I, we've told dumb stories, but yeah, I don't never anything like that. Okay. Don't worry. I'm not trying to get a hookup. It's not like that. <laughs> no, no, I, I I'm, I, I'm more, I'm more curious about like, I, I I'm just fascinated with like, because you're, I mean, you're like ground zero juggalo, uh, you know, central, you know what I mean? Being in Detroit, like there, what kind of, um, what kind of people are, do you, do you interact with that are like, um, I'm talking about like degrees away from ICP or people in psychopathic, like what, what kind of connections ha have you made or, 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 or people have you met? You mean like yeah, specifically in? Like in yeah, the I'm, 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 I'm curious if you do know anybody like, you know, you had like a friend that worked there like that or you, you knew fucking, oh yeah, Billy Bill used to fucking babysit my uh, sister <laughs> back, you know what I mean? Like, is there anything like that? It does happen. Like a lot of people, especially in the early days, I think that spider web did go out and someone knew someone who knew someone. Yeah. Back in the day, it was always super negative, right? Like, which I don't know why. Uh, my boss, when I worked in the mall, was like, oh, yeah, I hung out with them when I was in high school. But, like, looking back, that's bullshit. Like, <laughs> no one, people were just saying that shit. Yeah. Um, right now, I'm just going to say it. I don't care. He's not listening. My buddy who I worked with, his uncle did, like, their, their screen printing. Okay. Their, their T-shirts. And then through that, he's got like a side business of like redoing people's driveways and you know landscaping and shit. And he did like Billy Bill's uh, driveway. <laughs> <laughs> so like, it's weird how that goes along. Yeah. So like you know, someone who knows someone, but like actually getting something out of it, me personally, no, like I've known 
friends, just like normal people, quote unquote, who worked up and got jobs with them. Okay. Um, I have a buddy who we used to go to shows with and he's a musician. He ended up just being a studio musician for them. Okay. Uh, he worked on uh, a Twisted's uh, Heartbroken and Homicidal. He worked on Murder Death Pop um, just as a guitar player. Like he didn't tour or do anything, but like he got his way in that way, just being a local musician. Yeah, know? that's pretty cool. I guess that that's is. the kind of shit I'm like Yeah, that. that is cool shit. That's the kind of shit I'm talking about. You know, I, I'm not trying to get some uh, secret info. I'm just I, I, no. I, I like hearing who people know. You know, it's, it's, it's fascinating how that, that, uh, tangled web weaves, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's not like, again, I'm not hanging out at yeah. fucking Jay's house. Or like, <laughs> no, I've never done that. But just, you know, people who know people who come and go through that business. And I don't know, just based on how they've operated for 30 years, they hire all their friends. They don't have any professionals. Mm -hmm. They get out of favor with people. You know, how many times has Rudy gotten fired or Isham come in mm. and out or, you know, just whatever they do. And so there's got to be hundreds of people who have, who have worked there. So yeah, you're bound to come across someone. Yeah. That's some kind of shitty story. So, so, uh, have, I'm assuming you've probably gone to like most of the shows that have been up there, right? Uh, like everyone, I think, <laughs> uh, your time goes in and out. Yeah. Right? Like, like the hollow uh, wickets and shit, right? Like how many hollow wickets have you been to? Uh, Halloween, I did 96 and 97. Missed 98 and then did 99 through like 17. Okay. So wow. no, no matter what I felt about them, like, Hey, I don't like this CD. I'm not like out on my front porch throwing Fago. Like, yeah. this, you know, I'm not that guy, but uh, I'll always go see them on Halloween. There's a couple of years there where I didn't, I'm like, this is terrible. Sure. Like, no, sorry guys. But like <laughs> the, the year that like we were sitting there and you didn't go on until like one 15 in the morning, me and my buddy were like, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, uh, it's just, we got out of it in that regard, but, uh, we went last year. Like, I'll, yeah, I'll always try to hit a local show of anybody, uh, them twisted blaze, whoever. Okay, that's what's up. Um, I did. It's fascinating, man. You're pulling the curtain back, and you're yeah, man. I think we need to. I think we need to wrap this up. I don't. I don't think we need to do this anymore, man. <laughs> you think they're just doing a good enough job? <laughs> he's I know. Ma he's making me realize how fucking bad these guys really are, dude. <laughs> no, no, it's, no, it's all it's good. good. Like it's all the different flavors, all the different everything. You know, that's what makes telling stories and keeping this shit yeah. alive. I mean, we, we've been, I've been there too, man. I've been there like, man, this shit is horrible. Fuck these guys. I ain't giving them money. Yeah. And then I've been like, man, they've done so much for me. I want to get back into it. And uh, you know, the whole, the whole gamut of emotions. I do love like yeah. when I am listening to you guys show, like you're similar to us in that, like you think it's like, you think it's ridiculous, but it's fun to talk about like the whole them believing in the dark carnival shit. And like, Oh Jesus, that's, <laughs> This season in particular for Dark Lotus, <laughs> Chris has to rein me in because every episode I'm like, do you really think they believe in this bullshit? <laughs> and it's like, it's fun to think that they do. It's fun to put out a story, yeah. right? Like even with our podcast, like it's fun for one of you to take the pro, one to take the con, you to argue, but yeah. you know, it's a show. Like, but do they really think that they like, 
played black magic and a swarm of bees attacked <laughs> Jamie Madrox or that Jay had like a crow stop and talk to him. Yeah. Like shut the fuck up. That didn't happen. Like you're, you're bullshit. Oh yeah. And they but, said jump steady went to Iraq to bring back the Egyptian tablets or whatever. Th- there was one where they like brought back a, uh, a piece of the pyramid and that like had power. Like, no, it didn't. When did any of you guys go to Egypt? That's so shut funny. Shut the fuck up. I but love it, but like it's you, a funny story. You you guys equate it to a wrestling gimmick, you know what I mean? Hundred percent. Yeah, we've been. That's, that's yeah. all it is. We've been doing that shit too. Like it's 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 they're so good at it, you know. Like it, I mean, I I don't know. I'm pretty convinced that Jay thinks he saw a monster. Uh, uh, <laughs> for whatever we just did, I, we kind of hit that point where it's like he believes his own bullshit. Yeah, 100%. I, I I totally believe he does for sure. And that's cool. Like, if that's what you want to think, here's my thing. Going, so be it. Now, if a human mind can believe their own bullshit so much to a point to maybe they're actually tapping into something, I don't know. Maybe there's some like, uh, maybe there's some like metaphysics to that that we need that we don't know about. If, if that keeps you going, <laughs> see, <laughs> see, he's my Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't. It's again, it's entertaining, it's cool, but like, there's certain points, especially during Dark Lotus, where like uh, I think he, we're saying Violent J, latches on to something and goes with it. He's like, mm-hmm. I don't want to say a little kid, but it's like a little kid. Yes. Like, no, oh, I've, I've said doing, the same thing. I agree. Jay, Jay does have that mind. He does have that <laughs> childlike mind where he latches on to something. And I know friends and other people like this, they latch on to something. And that that is what it is until it change until you know it's just changes or they do something, and everybody else has to ride along with it or yeah. you know it doesn't work. He's got like I don't want to say OCD, but it's like there's something shiny and it gets his attention. Like, <laughs> yeah, hey, the four of us are doing this wicked CD. Oh wait a minute, who's this guy? Oh, your name is Mars. Oh, oh, oh we're gonna pull you now. You're my hundred percent. Yeah, right? yeah. Now you didn't like answer my phone call yesterday. Fuck you. Yeah. Like ABK get in here. Like he's like very back and forth with that. And it's yeah. like just stick to one gimmick. Right? He really gets but, in his emotions too. I think Jay does. Yeah, it's and uh, I don't want this is going down a rabbit hole, but like it's probably a little sad, right? Like he's probably. He is emotional. He has, you know, mental, and we all have mental issues, yeah. but like he's got something going on. He just wants to be liked. And he is like, he's revered by a ton of people, but like, he's just still trying to find himself and it's kind of weird. And yeah. I, at that age uh, still, yeah, it is weird at that age. Like, cause I mean, he's like, I, I truly believe like he has like genius qualities, like as far as a businessman and ideas, man. And you know, just, yes. just a, a character creator, you know what I mean? A world builder. Like I truly think he has like genius capabilities. So the problem though, is that like he got, he, he was being revered as this genius in his twenties and thirties. And now he's turning 50 and he's been kind of stunted since he was fucking, uh, you know, 19 years breathing smog or whatever. You know what I mean? So it's probably a little bit of that, but I, I mean, you can't, you can't knock his hustle, man. This, this dude knows what the fuck he's doing. And he's, he's created this fucking, a beautiful labyrinth that we're, we're all stuck in. You know what I mean? Right. To say it's an empire is not even like the right word. Uh, <laughs> if you, did you guys watch the the movie? Was that last year? The documentary? Yeah, I watched it. I, I still Saturday. haven't seen it yet, but oh. it's like it, it, to say it's even a subculture 
isn't giving it its own just do. Like, yeah, it's a universe. His Marvel universe, like <laughs> yeah. with with its own, and we bring that up on the podcast, like its own vocabulary, its own characters, its own history. It's it's weird, but it's something that not any very many people can say they did. Oh, so, it's not it's not a common thing in music for sure. No. Um, I did. Want, speaking of the vo- vocabulary, I did want to ask this. Personally, I hate the fucking word "nedin." I think it's lame. I think it's. <laughs> I think you. it's so stupid. Like, is that is that Detroit slang or is that just ICP shit? I think it's just them. We we dove into that. <sighs> what song was it? Is it Hound Dogs? Maybe Spin the Bottle. Oh, okay. Uh, Spin the Bottle. We had one of our non-Juggalo friends who's a comedian. Oh, I liked him a lot. Our, come on our episode, and he's just like what is this shit? Like, what is he talking about? And I think we dug into it and they, ICP said that they made up that word. It was like from them and their friends, not a Detroit thing. Yeah. It's and so lame. That, like I've, I've, I've thought it's so whack that they've called it a netting for so long. Like I'm like, just say pussy. You fucking pussies. Like, <laughs> Some calling it nedness. I mean, I get they did it probably just to like it's censor re- themselves. Record label shit. Yeah, I, I, I get that, man. But it's it's like they still say like, oh, I was, you fucking getting some ned. And like, I just think it's uh, it, it started out as record label shit. They probably had to censor themselves and figure out words. And I think they've even said that we had to, you know, you know that that's why a lot of their slang got invented, though. You know, it's I just mean? pet peeve shit. I, I'm just pet peeving, but you know, no, I, I'm with <laughs> but the, it, it got to a point where now we're in the PC era. <laughs> We're in the, you know, we're in the SJW cancel culture era. So now it's like they kind of have to keep saying it. Yeah, I guess so. They're going to, you know. (laughs) And it's just, it's part of their lore. They've said it for so long. And there's so many words like that, that I think they just used as their own vocabulary. Ninja. I think that's fucking stupid. (laughs) I hate when people say that. But like, I think they used it before they were even, you know, musicians. And they've just brought that on, brought it along. Yeah. It's wild. I, I, I really it's, think Jamie made that. You know, ICP were doing it. You heard it in uh, Riddle Box and so, in uh, in uh, uh, I mean the song Ninja Tunnel of Love. Is that yeah, what? yeah, Tunnel of Love, yeah. and then you kind of you kind of heard it after that. But I think when uh, they did their like the movie Big Money Big, Hustlers yeah, yeah. with the ninjas and Magic yeah. Magic Ninja, what it really started getting. I, I remember that's when it really started popping off right there. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. We'd have a whole. You have a whole thing on just vocabularies or you know, origin stories. Um, yeah. Oh, like trust uh, me, we, we have stupid ideas. And we <laughs> may be doing stupid shit like that in the future. So. Hell yeah. I, I had, I had, uh, we had a theory, me and my friends back in the day that Ninja was a play on the other N word mm. that, you know, it's just white, <laughs> white people didn't, you know, you know, you know, they didn't want to say it cause they were white, but Ninja were, you know, they can fit, fit that in there. I, and I that works. I could see that at the time thinking that, but now looking back at how Jay and Jumpsteady were so into their like Kung Fu ninja movies mm, yeah. and that shit, I can see where they just grabbed it from there. Yeah. So uh, I, I get it. And I think we probably all thought that back then too, but peeking behind their curtain that they've done for the past couple of years, like with their Patreon stuff. Yeah. I just think that's them being 10 year old nerds running around listening to, you know, watching that shit. Yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, I did want to ask, um, uh, you guys, you did the, she ain't afraid episode. 
which oh, was, <laughs> which was, a, it was really funny to me because <laughs> you guys were so fucking grossed out by it. And it made me laugh. Cause like you guys were almost like hesitant to even fucking like discuss like the vulgarity of this song. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> yes, I, I agree. <laughs> but it just, it made me laugh and I, I thoroughly enjoyed the episode. You guys did a great job, like breaking down like the ridiculousness and the, speculating in the size of Jamie's dick and everything. Um, <laughs> But I did want to, uh, I'm curious, like, like we, we've, we've brought that up, um, a few times, like how every album has to have what, what I like to refer to as the bitch song. You know what I mean? Um, uh, what was your thoughts on the final track of, uh, fearless Fred fury? Oh Jesus! Was that the? I don't even remember what it's called because I've only listened to it a few the, times. I, I all I know it as is the choker with her panties. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's horrible. Like yeah. I listened to it once and I'm like, this is the most vulgar, <laughs> disgusting bullshit that they've ever done. Yeah, so, man. Like and, and like the 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 preface with the little like intro to it and shit. Like this is the most disgusting song you'll ever hear or whatever the fuck. Uh, like I like it rough. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. I like it rough. <laughs> Uh, I just I can tell you I've only listened to that like once I'm like that that's it's not I, I agree with you and I think we bring that up with most tasteless like especially in that era you have a very a formulaic way to do a CD you have the sex song the weed song the party song the fight song and they all kind of fell into that but yeah, God, every CD since then, they have to throw on that <laughs> disgusting, you know, <laughs> Shane Afraid or yep. uh, Dirty Little Girl. Oh, yeah. On this one, it's on, on Mirror Mirror's Dirty Little Girl, right? That, is that the one on this one? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Oh, yeah. Thanks for the pussy, baby. <laughs> now I got to go. <laughs> I get that that's how people talk. I, that's not me. I've never been that guy. Nah. And I get it. It's entertaining, but like. You're not bumping that in the car. You're not pulling up to someone and you're like, yeah, <laughs> and, and we danced. I think there were eras and there were times when they did it right. They made the sex song and it, it was clever enough that it, that it was it done right. Like I, I think cherry pie is a good one. Sure. Yeah. You know, things like that. Pie. So, but yeah, when it's, when it's just on like, just so vulgar on front street and it's like, you know, this is not going to age well. Yeah. It's <laughs> It's odd. it's odd. It's odd choices. I mean, we yeah, whatever. We all do it, I guess. We, all, well, we when we do uh, Fred Fury and we get to that last song, I'll we'll get you guys on. <laughs> all right, sure. So maybe in two thousand and forty-two. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna to say like album. with your with your guys' format with your guys' format, you're dude. I mean, you could do what two album two to three albums a year. You got a long fucking way to go. Yeah, man. it's gonna be yeah, a while. We have to be very very particular <laughs> with what we pick, and that's kind of a game we've been playing over the past couple of years of what can we do and why do we do it? Yeah. You know, we can't go in order. Uh, it has to be very specific. Sure. No, I mean, I, th I think your guys' choices like are interesting. Like the starting with most tasteless out the gate with this, with a uh, podcast called juggle a rewind is an interesting choice. I, I liked it. Uh, I, I was like, it was, I was like, okay, like jugglery you're going right for the twisted album and then right to dark Lotus. It was, it was interesting choices for I, sure. You know, you know what? Hell, I would like to see you guys dive into Hell's Pit because I've always had issues with that album, the way it sounds and how it's put together, some of the production and stuff. So I'd really like to hear that. Your guys' take That's on that one, one that I think looking back, you would have to do. It's better being all encompassing than track by track. Because yeah. in my head, that first like eight songs are awesome. Yeah. And then it hits a point and it just gets weird. Mm -hmm. But like, 
track by track, I bet they're all okay. But yeah, all over, it may be a little bit of a mess. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's an interesting one. Like we're, again, we're trying to nitpick ones that like have good lyrics or stories that we can tell. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be tough, but we're going to try to spread the love around just Absolutely. to make it interesting. Um, all right. Uh, well, Peter, look, I, I'm not, I'm not gonna hold you up, uh, too much longer. I did want to, we, we are going over mirror mirror today, um, which we'll let you go before we get into that. But did you have any thoughts or stories or tales you want to share, uh, regarding this album, any memories, uh, you want to drop on us? Uh, thinking about it. Uh, I've always thought that I went to three shows in a row, but I don't think I did looking at the history, but yeah, that was the era of like of me and my friends go to every single show possible. You know, we went to Detroit and Toledo. And then I think the next week we went to Columbus. Mm. And like at the time we were like, I think we were chasing a sampler. We're like, oh, we heard that the sampler is coming out or we wanted to see this. In retrospect, that tour was awesome. Uh, uh, for the time, you, well, I don't know, you had Twisted, ABK Blaze and Zug Island, Hell which yeah. is like our bread and butter. And we're like, oh, they're playing in Columbus. Get in the car. Let's go. <laughs> so, um in that aspect, it was definitely the heart of me and my friends doing as much as we could, you know, going all over. Um, the CD itself, I'm sure you guys will touch on. At the time, I didn't like it. I think it's aged well, but it's not in like my top tier of favorite albums. You know, it's it also is, has the distinction of being like stuck between Most Tasteless Freak Show and Green Book. Like that's kind of a hard hard place to be. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I, I think it's okay. It's not their best, but it's not their worst. Um, it's a very, it's a yeah. very, it's a very family era album. You know what I mean? I, I think it does encompass the the time pretty well. Like, uh, you know, as, as I was re-listening to it today, I do, I did get like, I, I mean, I could feel like they were in it, you know, they were in the juggalo family, you know, why, why, yeah. while they're making that album. Production could probably be a little better. I feel like that first couple songs sounds like they're underwater for some reason. Yeah, they took some like, weird. They took some weird uh, liberties. Like I, I, I'm not sure like what uh, why they went some of the directions they went. But you are right. It, it's it, it was a very odd sound coming right off a freak show, especially. Yeah, it's like not not the best. But um, it'd be interesting to go through and deep dive all their stuff and try to pinpoint again, not to be negative. <laughs> where did they decide this ain't for us? And maybe there's some seeds of that in that CD. Mm. Maybe there's some seeds of it in the green book. And those kind of come to fruition, you know, 10, 15 years later, 20 years later. But uh, yeah, I don't know. That's more of a deep dive thing. I think at at the time, it was just an interesting little plug in between, I think two very well-received CDs. And, you know, I I think it's aged well, but yeah, I agree. Um, I don't, I don't know if I went to the, I'm sure we probably went to the show. Do you remember the going to the mirror mirror show here? (sighs) I mean, because if it was in Columbus, I'm sure we were there. Yeah, because we were going to everything back then, too, but it doesn't stick out. Yeah. It doesn't stick out for me. But uh, What was the one where they had Bone with them? Oh, I don't remember that. Remember. They, they were torn with Bone. Yeah, I remember because we yeah. went in Columbus, Bone closed. So we watched Twisted. And I went outside and we hung out with Twisted. Oh, okay. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, just trying to prepare for talking to you guys. I tried to think of all of my Columbus stories, but yeah, that one... <laughs> That one doesn't resonate as like something happened that was yeah. you know, out of the ordinary. We're like, that's a badass uh, lineup though. Like I, you have like you keep a spreadsheet of all your fucking concerts, right? 
I, I'm a huge nerd. Yes. I have a, a Google doc of every concert that I've been to, who I went with, when it was, do I have a ticket stub? Where did I sit to try to like, wow, that's right awesome, man. Crazy, I wish I'd have man. done that. Fuck. That's sweet. And it's, I wouldn't say it's never too late, but if you go to one more show, that's one more show you're going to forget. Yeah. So <laughs> got to jump on it. But, yeah, man. Yeah. Just sweet. real quick. Uh, my Columbus history, the ones that I remember for stories like that, Diamonds Raining Tour, Giant uh, Snowstorm, mm. and then the Malenko Juggalo Day. We got stuck on the highway because of the ice storm. So, oh, yeah. So thanks yeah. a lot, Columbus. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's really <laughs> Columbus. I'm a Michigan fan. Yeah. That's all for you. Dude, uh, hey, your weather's just as bad as ours, and I, I, I know you feel it, so I, I get it. Uh. Oh, I feel it, but that day after a subpar concert, I'm sitting on the highway dead stopped. I get home in time to go to work uh, and then I have to go to work. Like, Oh man, man. that was terrible. That's Did you guys man. go to that? The, the juggalo day for Malenko? Yeah, I went. Did you go to that? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely went. Yeah. We, we met Vinny, the ICP kid there. I was there with my buddy, Josh. Yeah. We met Vinny, the ICP it, kid. I know we're going off the rails here, but I'll make this quick. Like, did, did you guys feel that that show was like, how would you grade that? Because everyone I went with was like, I, we can't put our finger on it, but it was subpar. And was hmm. it, I don't like, even remember it. Or did like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I remember it. Being, I know I went, but I don't remember it. I remember it being fine. I guess I never ha I didn't have any thoughts of it being not great. But I, I, I mean, I don't think I paid too much attention. I was more like hanging out with juggalos and stuff during the show, I guess. Yeah. But uh, that, that was during an off time for me. But I just went just because it was like, a you know, the Malenko yeah. thing. And I just went. But it was during like a. Uh, a multi-year thing where I was I didn't care about ICP and I wasn't doing shit. I wasn't listening mm. and. No, that's fair. We all have it. It's yeah. all good. Did you go to that? Yeah. Did you go to that five dollar gorilla concert they had here? No. <laughs> where were they? Uh, they 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 unveiled. Uh, they shot the video here of that that cipher, and then they they unveiled Ouija. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, I, I didn't. Well, they that was it was a weird thing. They announced the show like a week before the and show. I, I remember that one being great. Yeah, it was. Great. I, that, That's what I was going to ask yeah. you. I was, if you went to it, I was like, that one was pretty sweet. I remember that one. Yeah. <laughs> I did a it was a Jay's fortieth birthday party down there. I went to that, and that was really. Cool. Oh, okay. That was was that when they were torn alone. I thought it was just like a, a one shot show. I don't oh. think it was in the middle of a tour. No, I'm, I've skipped um, that. Yeah. I don't remember. Oh, well. Uh, all right, Peter, listen. Uh, Fascinating stuff. Yeah, man. man. We, we we love that you uh, took some time out to hang out with us today and schooled us on some uh, some shit. Uh, everybody needs to check out your show. Tell them where they can hear it and uh, find out. So it's a Juggalo Rewind. So if you go any on your social medias, that's Juggalo R-W-D. Uh, you know, kids, the rewind button on the old <laughs> tape and CD player. That's where that came from. Uh, maybe you don't know that anymore. But uh, yeah, we're on Twitter, Instagram are our main ones. Uh, you can find our website, JuggaloRewind.com. Uh, we do wrestling. We have our own wrestling stuff that we do on the side, too. Um, if anyone's in the area and wants to see us, we're going to be at Astronomicon, which cool. is Twisted's uh, uh, comic convention here and coming up in a couple of weeks. And what, what are you so doing there? So we have a wrestling t-shirt company okay, and we always have a booth there because they have wrestlers, you know, as guests, uh, the last couple of years we've hosted their trivia. So we host wrestling juggalo and pop culture trivia, uh, side note again, if anyone goes blaze always hosts the juggalo trivia with us 
And it's not about the trivia. It's about getting him to tell a story. And he has like the best memory in the world. So we'd have an HOK question and he'd be like, man, I saw them performing in Ipsy in 1997 and this happened. And like, we had a bone thugs question and he's just like, I'm going to tell you about the highest I've ever been. And I was on tour with them. And like, so it just goes, it's almost like a, not a shoot interview, but it's just story time with Blaze. Oh, that sounds awesome. To, that is pretty cool. Uh, yep. Every year we try to like get a question about one of his songs to get him to sing an acapella because like, it'll be like, you know, what was this lyric? And everyone comes in with the answers. And then I was just like, how does that go? Yeah. 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 And he would just, just sing it. That's great. Like, this is what we're trying to do. Like we're just trying to have fun. So yeah, we're there in multiple capacities with the wrestling stuff. And now with uh, the rewind trying to, you know, just get people to listen and talk about stories and see if they did their seance with Dark Lotus. And oh, like yeah. I'm looking forward to hear how that goes. Oh, shit. That's so funny. All right. But well, yeah, that's awesome in a nutshell. Well, thanks, Peter. We appreciate you hanging out with us, man. Uh, yeah, well, ho- you. Hopefully uh, you can come back, uh, do it again sometime. And, uh, you know, if you ever want to have us on, man, let us know. We'll, we'll come check out Juggalo oh. Rewind. Got you penciled in for Fred Fury. No problem. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. We'll be uh, there. I like it rough. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> All, right, All right, Peter. Thanks, man. Catch you later. Thank See you, guys. Bud. Appreciate it. See you, dude. All right, man. That was it. Peter. Cool. Man, I'm telling you, man, that's fascinating. Cool ass dude, man. Yeah. Yeah, Peter knows his shit, dude. Like, if anybody... Um, you know, just wants to get schooled on some juggalo shit, especially like, like I said, they got all of most tasteless and they did though. They went through the OG and then they went through all the new tracks from uh, the re-release after. So, um, you know, they, they, it's a real deep dive. I, I'm excited to hear what else they end up going through, man. Cause I'm learning shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to, that's going to be the thing is like, man, what are they doing next? <laughs> we gotta make sure it's uh, we gotta make sure whatever they do next is something we've already done. So I don't spend the whole show saying juggalo rewind said, <laughs> yeah. you know, like I did last try year. Try not to do that. Huh? Yeah. Try not to. All right, man. Um, mm-hmm. all right, well let's get into uh fucking mirror mirror. You ready? Yeah, man. Mirror mirror. Um, or- yeah. Go ahead, talk about it. I, I mean, I kind of, I kind of agree with what he was saying. I didn't like it. Didn't wow me when it came out. Sure, but I thought it was cool. You know, I was like, oh yeah, this is pretty cool. I um, I was kind of confused by it because I don't remember them really hyping it up much. I don't either. You know, like they kind of drop. Like it was like in two months, Mirror Mirror is coming out or whatever. You're like. Fucking new twisted. Yeah. I don't even remember what year it came out. I'll have to look it up on uh, Wikipedia here. Right. It's in with with artists, you know, with rappers. Um, they know they'll put level different levels of effort into different projects. Who will? Just artists. Okay. Just in general, especially you know, especially recording artists. So. If they know this is going to be a, you know, just kind of like, let's just drop this and, you know, it's going to be one of those things. Yeah. They're not going to put the effort there that they did with Freak Show or Green Book. Well, yeah, it's interesting because, well, it does say on Wikipedia that it's an EP because, well, the tr- it is 11 songs. So, yeah, I guess that's fair enough to say. But it's it's at a weird, it's weird because it's kind of like, it feels like it's a full CD, you know, like 11 songs. That's quite a bit. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, but the album is only a little over a half hour long, too, I guess. Yep. Um, so this says it came out April 9th, 2002. So uh, what's this? Six months before, seven months before Wraith. Um, let's see. Production handled by Fritz and both Twisted members. Um, yada, yada. All right. Now, that being said, as far as it, as far as me not really caring that much about it back then, I mm-hmm. thought it was cool, but I do agree with the aging st- statement that it has aged better. Yeah. And yeah, now now when I listen to it, I do like the, I really do like that kind of grimy like just almost amateur sound. Very yeah, not but, like not like the sound, I guess, but like the production, I guess. Maybe. Yeah, I would say like the you know the House of Crazies has that like amateur uh, quality to it, but it's like that you know it, it you know it's like that um, charm to it. You know, it's mm. got that amateur charm that you really like about the the House of Crazies, but this one has it's a higher level, I would say, than like a House of Crazies amateur kind of thing. I mean, it's way higher production level than than like that type of shit. Sure. Um, I um. Uh, so so far, we've listened to we listened to the intro. The intro was pretty cool. Hold on, let me go back and play it real quick, just to skim through it. I, I, there's something I wanted to say about it. Oh, it's just like Jamie kind of like talking about how shitty his life is or shit. Then like he breaks a mirror and then like. So like the the concept for this album confused me when I remember when it came out because the cover is weird. Like it's just their faces and like what I'm assuming is like a kind of like a mirror type of shape or whatever. But the covers, it's just odd, right? Like, I don't know. It's, it's essentially just a photo shoot. And then they, you know, they put a weird border. Yeah, around they it. put some shit around it. But but like there was no lore with mirror, mirror. Like they didn't say much about it. Like I didn't know quite what they were getting at. Like why make this album? You know, I'll tell you exactly what the mirror, mirror reference is. This is ritualistic seance type of shit oh okay that, that that's a twisted has always kind of if you go you know as a whole deep dive you know whatever you want to do but if you look at twisted as a whole they've kind of always had that ritualistic seance type of thing with their gimmick sure so i think this was just a part of that okay i'll, I'll buy that i do like the the photo shoot that's in the um booklets so there, there's some pretty cool pictures I, yeah. haven't, I haven't looked at that bi- that booklet in probably 20 yeah, years there's some good lighting to it uh they lit the photo shoot pretty good and yeah but yeah that's what i think that's what the mirror mirror is man it's like you know they're looking in the mirror and they're trying to essentially summon something hmm. Interesting. Whether it be like something inside them or something they want to use. Well, th- this song in particular is called Reflection. Um, so this is like what I would assume is like the kind of like the title track, right? But this song, I don't recall. Well, it'll all be explained in the book. Which- yeah, and it, it, it kind of seems like they were just loosely trying to build a little bit of lore. Okay. But for this song, the Green Book. This song, yeah, I would say this song in particular, I look as just like a shit talking song. Yeah. But I, I maybe there is a deeper meaning in the lyrics that I'm not quite uh seeing, you know. I don't know. Let me look up the lyrics. Stuck inside I, I really um right off the bat I did not love the album. I'll say that. Um mm. I thought it was weird. Like I just didn't know what like coming off freak show again, like it wasn't the same sound. It was a more like almost stripped down 
I was just confused. Yeah. But, but I had a uh, I had my truck at the time, and I had a system in the truck. And this fucking album bumps yeah, like a motherfucker, dude. I remember that. I bumped the fuck out of this album, dude. Yeah, I do remember the bass in this album. It was great. Yeah. The World, especially that song, The World, mm. that song fucking will knock your socks off. You got some good system. Going. I don't even, I, like these days, I don't give a shit about system. I think it's fucking lame and stupid. But yeah. back when I was 17 years old, <laughs> you yeah. know, when this shit came out, this that was the shit, dude. Yeah. I, I would also say the mirror mirror is even almost a play on what like the entirety of like ICP and psychopathic was kind of doing. The dark carnival is essentially holding a mirror up to humanity and your evil deeds, mm. showing you what you are, right? Okay, yeah, showing you like the reflection of yourself, judging you type of thing. It, it's almost like this is just more of kind of a literal version of that. You know, yeah, I, I can mean? see it's that just mirror mirror. Let's let's take that whole concept of showing you know showing the evil side of people and things like that it's like the flip side yeah and twisted are almost they almost it, it seemed like their early gimmicks that's what they embodied like they embodied the 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 evil side of things as where icp were kind of messengers to show you but like they didn't necessarily embody that you know I get that. they did killing and they killed evil people and they you know every now and then they'd kill innocent people but I think Twisted really liked to embody that evil tendency and shit. That's, I mean, it's good thoughts. Um, you know, I, we, I haven't acknowledged the ch chat much today. Let me just uh, see what's cracking over here. Um, oh, C. Peterson, nobody, man. Thanks for hanging out. Rodney Miller, we see you. Um, we'll shout you out. We didn't want to, uh, we don't want to interrupt our interviews. You know what I'm saying? We see you, though. We see you over there. Gage Von Wild. Um, they're saying uh, C. Peterson. He said, uh, mirror, mirror, fe mostly fell flat. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, like, the first song in particular is just okay. Shit-talking song. This is my favorite song in the album, The World. I, I, I don't know what it is. I really love this song. Um, I, I really love how Jamie spits, like, on his verse right here. I love how it, the beat comes in here in a second. That part. Ugh. Mm fucking slaps like this whole this the beat on this fucking song is great i love it yeah yeah i think these types of these types of songs i mean i i do think they aged well like they is this have, a boom bap is that what you call that yeah i mean the drum beat for yeah. sure <laughs> oh sorry i didn't mean to interrupt um but i think yeah i think this kind of aged well i think these songs aged well It's got that it's got that underproduced grimy kind of underground feel. Yeah. Weird effects on the hook, you know, interesting. Um and I think you really with this like you kind of really saw like dark like, you know, how dark they could get. Yeah, you know, I just remember this just the aura of darkness. Like almost like like evil, you know, like you're like, damn, man, Twist is, you know, they're fucking dark. Yeah, yeah. This this album did kind of solidify that. Like, yeah. very, very dark shit. I mean, like they, it, they really did a good job. They're like scary. Like, this is like some scary shit. Yeah, there's not a lot of funny shit on this album. Fucked up on Here it is. Infection, I got. Double cross in the underground. 
My world and my way, and I'm a grown ass man, dog. So, bitch, don't play. <laughs> yeah, See, there he goes mentioning his reflection again. Yeah, I, th- I mean that's a running thing through this album. Like, Hmm. But I think a lot of this was, I mean, s- lyrically, a lot of it just kind of seems like it was just thrown together. Like, let's just, you know, throw some shit together. Sure. There, it's not a lot of cohesiveness. It's, yeah. It's like, not, it's not like they set out to make the album Mirror Mirror. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah, they're not telling too many stories. They're not. I think they did experiment. I mean, like, they did have some... Uh, interesting like rock shit on their previous albums but they continued that trend with this album with some tracks that are coming up later um specifically through your eyes and alone um which are a couple of my favorite tracks on the album too but um i don't think for what it's worth i don't think there's a bad song on this album like this is one of those for me i really do like all of them yeah i don't th- i agree i don't think i really hate anything on this album I think it all flows together. A lot of these songs flow together. Yeah. Into each other. Like, the, I think that's because it has a cohesive producer. Yeah. Honestly. Fritz want all the way through. And yeah. and obviously, um, I, it, from the looks of it, it seems like Jamie and Paul were in the studio, had their hands on it too. So it sounds like it was like recorded in one place and like, you know, around the same time, yeah. you know, within a not that long you know man does anybody know if Twisted still works with Fritz or if anybody does like I mean Fritz was the shit like Fritz was their Mike Clark if you ask me honestly yeah like I think them and Fritz went together that well I I really feel like that and that's why I think these albums like still do hold up as well as they did Mm -hmm. like I wonder how involved they were in the studio with Fritz you know yeah it just shows you like you don't have to create this crazy conceptual album, Juggalo album, but as long as you're recording all the songs in one spot, it's being mixed and mastered and produced by one, you know, one or, you know, a couple people that are working together. Like, it, it, it can still be a great album. Yeah. May, and, it, and it just shows you that the one those ones age better. Those kind of albums. Yeah, I feel that. I mean, I really, I really like this song too. For those of you, let's see where we're at. There's a lot of um. <coughs> well, they do talk about family a lot and shit on this album, which you know, I which makes me. That's the kind of shit that makes me say this is a good like family era album. You know, it came out right literally in the thick of it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like everyone was riding the high and feeling it. You know, re- waiting for the sixth, all that shit. We knew green. We I think. We had heard of Green Book coming out before we even heard of Mirror Mirror. Or was Mirror Mirror the first time we heard of Green Book? I think, I mean, I don't remember hearing before this. And then had the ad and, you know, they had the little... Uh, well, because when he says it'll all be explained in the book, like, what did what did he think that we we thought? You know what I mean? I, maybe they did, maybe they did uh, talk about releasing Green Book and then they dropped Mirror Mirror. You know, maybe they talked about, you know, they're, you know, they have a studio album coming out, but here, you know, here's a, here's something in between. Yeah. But yeah, you have, they had the little ad in there, remember? Yeah, let's see that. Yeah, let me pull it, make this bigger here. Oh yeah, the ad for Green Book there. Yeah, that's interesting. What's it say? Is it, is it backwards? It is. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Let me see. It's like 
old English yeah. lettering, so it's kind of hard to read. The prophecies will unfold and oh, it's hard to read and be explained in the green book. Yeah. What is that picture even of? It's like um it's weird like it's underground like dirt like you're looking through um I don't know. It looks like oh maybe that it's saying that they found the green book like under the dirt like it looks like it was under like someone's yeah. crawl space or some shit, you know. It's interesting. Now yeah. green is the green is a color of uh magic with a k. Black magic. Okay. Witchcraft. Green it green does you do associate green with that. So they got that right. And then you know, to me they were just building up a little lore to the green book, you know. Was the green book like a like an idea they had that just kind of popped up and like they're like, "Man, we need to kind of like you know, really something to build up to that." Yeah, I think that's that's pretty interesting to think about. But mirror, yeah, I'm, mirror, cur- I'm curious of like uh, in their mind, like where, like what, what's the twisted lore? You know what I mean? Is there is there a cohesiveness to it at all? Is there anything? It's broken up. They've had some, but I think they break. It. It's it, it was there early on, but I think after a while they just kind of there was no lore yeah. to it. Like this imagery with uh, monoxide here. I was looking at what these um like images were next to him. What do you what do you make of those? Those like weird like snake uh hieroglyphic type things that are next to monoxide there. Curious of your take on that. <laughs> uh, Just something that they thought looked cool. Yeah, I mean who knows? It doesn't look like it's anything. <laughs> it's hard to even tell what the hell it is. <laughs> I know. You see a star like- and a snake, but other than that. <laughs> uh yeah. Let's see. Uh, Three Eyes I remember as a standout. Yep, that's right. There's a background sound effect that says the Green Book when he says it'll all be explained in the book. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. He says the Green Book is also the name of a book used by sexual addiction people to help curb their addiction. <laughs> interesting. Uh, I I'm sure that one seems like coincidence, but and by the way, on the on the album itself, it's always annoyed me like like the the um. Even on the back of the album, or maybe not so much here. I didn't understand. Like it always confused me the imagery on the actual disc itself. Like these, is it an E? Is it a three? Or is it an M? <laughs> is that what that's supposed to be? I you know think what I mean? Supposed to be like an M. like MM. You know what I mean? But it's just it's odd. You know what I mean? That was a weird design choice. Yeah. It always fucked me up. I don't know. That's that's just me being stupid and nitpicky. No, but. I I did the same thing. I I, I assumed it was an M, and they just tur- they just Made him like look like mirror frames yeah. or something. Yeah, that seems like what it is. Um, anyways, this song is pretty fucking dope. Uh, for those of you, it's this or this is through your eyes. I'm sorry. For those of you, is different. Um, through your like this song is like one of those like this. This is one of those anthems for juggalos. You know what I mean? I've, that's how I've always looked at this song. Like this is how I felt back then. This song embodied that feeling, and that's why it, like this kind of shit like resonated and went yeah. like to my fucking core, you know? I would probably say this is, I think, one of my favorite songs on the album. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so too. It, I mean, I, I tend to like the world more, but this song is it's a very close second, I think, because they're just speaking such real shit, you know? Especially at the time, it was like exactly what I yeah. needed to and wanted to hear, you know? Yeah, I just think they were riding on that, like, we're going to hold a mirror up to you 
you know, kind of mirror, mirror. We're, we're you know, we're going to, you know, show the, the, the evils of the world, you know, and kind of, cause I mean, if you look at most tastes, a lot of it, it was either like really wicked or funny, you know? Yeah. And it was kind of, and then for, you know, you, you know, and the freak show was really, um, there was I, I don't know, man. A freak show is is its own monster. But then you get this, and it's almost like, you know, we we're we're kind of we're kind of leveling up the the darkness here. Yeah, leveling up, you know, the our wi- the our, wicked shit. Yeah, our kind of gimmick, and then we're gonna explain it in the green book. And then when the green book came out, it was almost like personal. Mm, you know they're yeah. be, they're being more personal than they ever. That had. was almost like their sixth. You know they're yeah. building up to that. But before that, it, it was almost like they weren't as being as as personal. I see. I can, I, I feel know what, what you mean. mean. Like yeah. there were characters and telling stories and shit. Yeah, but. they they were characters like you know Jamie. You know they were they were characters, and then the Green Book comes out, and it's like here we're we're going to show you who mm. we really are. And the mirror, mirror was kind of like the bridge to that. I, I, I kind of feel that. I get what you mean. You know, because there's a lot of personal songs on Green Book. Yeah, there's like none on this one. You're the reason, maybe. Yeah. Like through your eyes, you could argue. Like, I mean, that's p- kind of personal because, like, well, I think they had more lyrics in this mirror, mirror. There, there's more like sporadic lyrics where they're personal. Okay. Hmm. The freak show was pretty personal too. There was some, you know, there were some things in there too, but it was more like. It was more like a group thing. Mm. Like we're freaks. We're you know we the Juggalo culture are freaks. Yeah, and they but like a song songs like uh, "Through Your Eyes" and "You're the Reason" are, um, I think they're like perpetuating that. You know, like yeah. those those songs and every other like Juggalo anthem type song. You know what I mean? I think all those songs kind of fall in that category. I remember liking this one a lot. Like it, like that. hearing it in the ride, you know, hearing it in the system. I thought it was it was pretty cool back. This there. is one of the songs like you forget exists. Yeah. You know, like no one has ever said, "Oh, you know, one of my favorite twisted songs." What's that? If somebody said that to me, I, I would literally say, "Like, I don't know that song." <laughs> you know, you don't remember the titles of these songs, <laughs> a couple of them, but that's about it. What's that? Yeah, this is a, this is another like just shit talking. It's got a weird vibe to it. It's got this, like, all the songs kind of have these weird, like, kind of intriguing sounds in the background. It's almost industrial. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like I mentioned on some of those uh, cryptic collections. Yeah. And I think that's a, that's kind of a signature of um, uh, Fritz, too. Because mm-hmm. he did that on Freak Show a lot, too, I feel. Yeah. A lot of interesting sounds on this song, specifically. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, I mean the hooks in this and the hooks on here too are are catchy. <laughs> like I'll forget completely about these songs and and then I'll hear hear it and then the hook will come on and be like, oh man, it's just it's like I heard that yesterday. <laughs> Dude, what's funny is uh, this song's literally called "What's That?" and Genius says Genius.com, the lyrics website. During the chorus, it says, "What's this?" <laughs> what's this? <laughs> is he saying what's this? He's definitely saying what's that, right? I would imagine. That's what I've always thought. What the fuck Doesn't is going sound on? Like here? What's this? So I need to sign up to start annotating. I think. Anyways, you can keep that freestyle rapping backpack. He was making fun of uh, 
He was making fun of like the conscious hip hop at that point. Mm. Backpack rappers, oh, okay. and things like that, freestyle backpack rappers. That was like you know the the, the rhyme sayers kind of sound and. That's interesting. Yeah. I never made that connection. That's, yeah, that's a good pull. You keep that freestyle rap and backpack. He was that was a shot at backpack rap. I like that. That's a good pull, man. Which famous backpack rappers would be people like, uh, you know, you know, Talib, maybe Talib, like people like Talib Kweli okay. and uh, that skateboarder rapper that was big there for a while. I don't remember in the two thousands. Um, Asher Roth. Maybe something like that, yeah. Right. But you know, atmosphere and things like okay. that. Okay, I feel it. Um, this song's left field. This is the song with Violent J on it. Similar, like beat instrumental. Like it's very, very reminiscent of like the rest of the album. Like it's all, all the instrumental. Oh, this. That was an interesting lyric. What do you think this means? What was that? What do you think that was a reference? To? I don't know. I never. I never. Oh, here, here we go. Something notated on Genius. With this line, Monoxide refers to House of Crazy's old Monoxide's group manager Walter Stepanenko, who sued Twisted for the rights to House of Crazy's albums. Here's an interview with Walter about the whole thing between him and House of Crazy. Oh, interesting. That's cool. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, who, who is this? Two contributors. Mushy Mustache and Shadowlander. So he was just calling that dude an F-bomb. Yeah. He's like, I'm gay bashing. What's he say? Bitch boy, I'm gay bashing. Consume my gun. I don't know what that means. Never hated fags till I got sued by one. I guess consume my gun just means like, I'm going to shoot you. Yeah, like, put my gun in your fucking mouth, bitch. Um, Jay talks a lot of shit on this. Hold on. What's he saying here? Where does he say that? <laughs> so we got we got f bombs, we got r bombs in this song already. X Toda, user D Toda. Very uh, uh problematic. A demon with green ounce behind stained glass. Hmm. Sage Francis, let's see, would be king of backpack. You know who Sage Francis is? Oh, yeah. Sage Francis is fucking awesome. Love Sage Francis. Yeah, he uh, he was a fucking, he was a, uh, just side note on Sage Francis, he was a fucking nuts battle rapper. Yeah? Nuts. I mean, he, he destroyed people. Not familiar. Yeah. There's your motherfucking handshake, bitch. Oh, here we go. Dirty Little Girl. Peter's favorite song. It does got that funky beat, though. I can't help but like it. This beat does slap. And <laughs> J- Jamie's, like, singing is pretty, like, suave. Like, yeah, I like it. I mean, like, it's, it's, it's funny. It's more of a funny thing to me. Like, I don't really go, like, oh, man, he's so fucking suave. Dude, like, I, re- I remember playing this song, like, in the car with, like, with my girlfriend at the time. Like, I mean, like, I, it's not like I played this for her. But, like, my point I'm trying to make is, like, I just casually played this shit. Like, it wasn't no thing. And, like, rapped along to it and everything with her sitting right there. I'm like, that's so cringe to me right now. Thinking of doing that. <laughs> yeah. That would be fucking really cringe. I mean, now it would just be, like, you put it on and laugh about it. Yeah. 
This is, I mean, this song. I mean, to, to me, this is like a love song, like you know, Ringmaster ICP's love song, Ringmaster. This sure. is Twisted's version, yeah, you know, I get just it. their funny version of trying to make like R and B. Yeah, and I appreciate it for that. I just think like it's not something you want to like bump like seriously. Like I pro- like I definitely was back then. Like yeah. I like genuinely like really liked this song. You know, like listen to it just like all the others. Yep. <laughs> I just I don't know. See your face. I just bust the night. <laughs> yeah. Like Monoxide singing on this is atrocious. Absolutely. Yeah, let's see. And he isn't using Nedden for the word. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I do appreciate you saying thanks for the pussy and not thanks for the netting. But I woo your bitch. The song, the song is only halfway over. Now, let me look up the lyrics to this. See if there's any annotations. Another how? You just another how? Do they still talk about women like this, Twisted? Um, not that I know of. I don't think any of their. I mean, I've I've listened to their last song, few albums. I don't recall any of them really having like bitch songs. You know. Now they make songs about getting their heart broken and shit. You know, like being yeah. in love and stuff. <laughs> Went from this to. <laughs> oh man. Why was she crying? He's raping her. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, and then he says, "Your pink cookie." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Hey man, I just got my dick in my hand. Fucking weird. At least they were kind of self-aware yeah. of it and they were like you know it was a different time too yeah. 20 years ago man yeah but they were young you know yeah i mean when you're young and like you're in the fucking early 2000s like this shit is not that big bro of a deal. I, I made i made a couple of those cringe songs yeah. i get i feel the i feel it all right you gotta you gotta drag drag balls across the bitch ass lips. <laughs> this it just keeps going yeah. This song says 30 seconds somehow. And that always reminded me of Shaggy kind of. Suck this dick. Kind of like, mm. it was like almost reminiscent of Shaggy. Motherfucker. This song was always weird because it's called Can't, but it's just C-N-T. I, I never, I always thought that was a just a typo. Maybe, I mean. Yeah, why is it CNT? But there's a lot of weirdly spelled things, like a lot of Z's and shit on this, so. I don't know. This always reminded me of a freak show. Hmm. Like, very busy. You you might be able to convince me this was on Freak Show. Like, give it a year. But hey, man, remember that song Free Show played this song about like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, what? <laughs> no, I feel that. Jamie's using like his old voice on this song. Yeah. Everybody, even if you're ugly, you got a chance in this motherfucker. Be the ball. 
It reminds me of like Megaphone chicka one two one two <laughs> Yeah uh, Microphone chicka one two one two <laughs> uh, Louis Armstrong I think was Oh uh, yeah yes. We were saying like Sashmo and shit <laughs> Alright this song's cool It's like a motivational song About like how like don't say can't You can do anything You can believe in yourself And you can strive for greatness. You know, I get it. I feel that. I, that's cool. It's just an interesting song. I don't know. Just interesting. I, I don't know what to say about it. I don't know what I even mean by interesting. <laughs> it's not my favorite on here. Yeah, it's just there, you know. Don't think Twisted had done a sex song since Abominations. It's a bonus track from Bad oh. Drugs. As a return of the pervert. It's been 10 years, I think. All right, that's a good observation. All right, so I'm just going to skip the song, skip through it, if you don't mind. I mean, we get it. It's fine. Remember uh, our, remember Sean? He really loved, uh, what was it? Uh, we were just talking about it. The the sex song. Dirty off Little of, Girl? No, it was. Uh, she Ain't Afraid? Splat. Yeah, She Ain't Afraid. Yeah. <laughs> Sean loved that shit, <laughs> man. He? I remember that. Did he? Yeah, he fucking <laughs> loved that song. Uh, I don't remember specifically like doing anything. Like, did he like just sing it enthusiastically? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he loved that. <laughs> I fucking remember that. I'm like, man, you oh, love that shit. Dude, we need to get Sean over here. Yeah, I, I need to hit him up. I haven't talked to him in a while. I we uh, I'm trying to think, did we ever have him on on an earlier episode? Maybe like on a ga- the gathering episode or something? Oh yeah, maybe, maybe. I can't remember. Yeah, man, can't CNT. It almost it's like a yeah. I don't know. A lot. Well, yeah, no, this one was a good. This one. This song is very dope. Yeah, I really like this song. Let's turn it up a little bit. Oh, I love this shit. I mean, this song's like straight up rock song. Like, there's like no rapping in it. Yeah, but it's like done in there, cool, like wicked style and shit. You know, I really like it. I like everything about it. And they'd have uh, on Green Book, they'd have a song like this as well. Oh, um, uh, I know the song. I can't think of what the fuck it's called. Why am I looking up real quick? Yeah. Why am I drawing a blank on I that? I am too, but yeah, you know, it was a real heavy guitar. Yes. Hum Shabam, I know. Hum Shabam was an interesting song. Um, you're thinking of Afraid of Me. Yeah. Same song I was thinking of. But yeah, this no, is. No, 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 not afraid of me. Go. Oh, my bad. Excuse me. Uh, Hydro Frankenstein. Okay, bomb darkness. Was it afraid of me? Maybe darkness is what you're thinking of. No. Everybody. Not everybody dies. It might be afraid of me, yeah. That's the, that's the first song that was popping in in my head. Um, Let me think. I can't think of it when I'm thinking, hearing this song. What's you don't want to be like me? You don't want to be like yeah. me. Ah, ah, ah. What's she ain't afraid? Or I'm not, not she ain't afraid. Uh, what's how's afraid of me go right now on the spot, point blank? Uh. <laughs> Why is that so hard? Like when you're listening to other shit, it's so hard to yeah. think of other shit. Hold on. Yeah. Oh, God damn it. I'm, I'm looking it up, dude. <laughs> uh, We're gonna have to get this, get this in the, get, get this resolved. Yeah, it has to be uh, acknowledged. 
motherfuckers are dying. Oh, yeah. This was it, right? This is the song you're no, thinking No, this ain't what I'm thinking about, but. Mm-hmm. Right, this ain't the fucking Green video. Book episode. Right. I remember that when that video came out, though. Oh, yeah, me too. I really liked it. Um, but yeah, that's. I don't know. I guess I don't know why my mind equates it with that. Anyways, I don't know. Darkness is the most rock tune on Green Book. That's what C. Peterson said. You want to hear that one real quick? Just to remind yourself? Mm-hmm. All right. <sighs> the song slaps. Yeah, that hook is great. <laughs> Great shit, man. Like, as soon as it turned on, it felt good. I just can't help it. Is this what you're thinking of? No. All right. <laughs> All right, man. We, I'm, we're stumped. <laughs> it's cool, though. This song is the shit. Right. No, it's great. But yeah, like, say they, like they, they did rock as shit on Freak Show, but I think this was the first time I heard like what, what felt like a real rock song what what would Green Book would feel like you know yeah I feel that there's no rock songs on Freak Show that kind of felt like this you know what I mean it was definitely an evolution yeah but we remember there was also um, I think they I mean Green Book definitely displayed uh, they always have I feel like there's always like a couple rock songs on every album they do Maybe besides Most Tasteless. I mean, there's a couple on Freak Show. Empty, I think, was a rock song. Uh, A a couple of those, I don't remember. But, um, I mean, Mutant, I think, was when they really got a lot of that shit out of them. But I think that's when they were working on, like, their Magic Ninja rock album, which was speculated to come out. But I think it turned into Mutant. So what do you think about their rock sound today compared to back then i much prefer their like juggalo rock sound from from like yeah. this shit like it, it's just it's more unique their, yeah. their shit now is just cookie cutter kind of like yeah I rock can't, music i can't you know? yeah it's it they're not like, saying anything i give a shit about they're uh, not saying like anything you can even relate to you know bobby's dad yeah i, th- I think i was thinking of, of that one i forgot about all those might have been, yeah, that might have been the one I was thinking about. Um, yeah, I can't di- differentiate. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking about. Alright. It's definitely like a hip-hop drum beat, but it's got that heavy guitar, and it's kind of like, you know. But, uh, yeah, their rock sound now, I can't really... I don't, I mean, I hear them, but I don't hear them anymore. Yeah, they're not saying anything. They're just yeah. saying, like, random words. Like, it doesn't, there's, it doesn't matter, you know? Yeah. They're not saying, like, it doesn't even feel like it's, like, real feelings or thoughts. Like, it's just, like, words. These words sound good in these spots. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if it was ever, do you think they ever really felt this shit, or was it always just a gimmick? I think they did. I, I really feel like they did, like. I mean, during this time, like, I don't know, man. Like, ICP was giving them, or I don't want to give it all to ICP, okay? Like, they did their thing, but they were giving them the opportunity. And, like, they couldn't help but be thankful. And, I mean, they got the Juggalos, you know, during this time. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. They're... And songs like this got them juggalos. Yeah. I, I truly feel like they felt it. I, I think it changed. Obviously, some a, a, a time changed between them and ICP, obviously. But I, I feel like they probably still f- feel like that toward juggalos. But I just think they... They don't care as much about it, you know. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I'm just talking on my ass, man. But I don't know. I agree. It just, yeah. It just feels like there was something unique when it was like, okay, we are part of the Juggalo culture. You know, we're making music for the Juggalo culture. Now it's like we're just. It just seems like they're trying to make mainstream music. Like yeah. they're just trying to make music for everybody now, which is okay, fine. I get it. I mean, that's what you want to do as a musician, but. It definitely took away that edge, that connection that I used to feel. And, uh, you know, I'm sure other people still feel it now. Mm. I mean, Twisted fans love Twisted. And I'm sure they feel it just as much as we were feeling it back then. So I'm not going to take away. They're, make, they're definitely making music for people that still like them. Yeah. But it's very hard for me to hear any charm in it anymore. Yeah, it's like it's a, it's a just a different thing, man. Like this, yeah. the 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 I don't know what how to even say. It. Like the the feeling is just that it's not there anymore, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, key. <laughs> uh, he said, "Does Ouija feel it?" Listen to his latest. It just feels like he drops in keywords for juggalos. We talked about that a little last week. Um, we we're in agreement. Like we're not. Well, I mean, I, I guess maybe we didn't touch on that specifically. Like, I feel like Ouija does feel it. I just think he's, I don't know. His way of expressing is just a different, newer way of doing it that I don't like personally. You know, it's not for me, but I feel like he does feel the juggalo shit. And he really is like a down ass motherfucker. You know, I really truly think that. Truly think that. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? I agree. I, I would agree. I mean, I think Ouija, I mean, loves what he does. I mean, he knows how to pump it out. I don't think he would have marched if he didn't feel it. Yeah. Yeah, I've never got the feeling that he was just, you know, phoning it in like I did with Twisted at some points. Mm. I, at this point, I don't think they were, truly. No. I think this is they were in the thick of it, and they were feeling it and riding the wave, you know. Even, even through Green Book... Green Book might have been the, the start of some issues. Yeah, I feel like by the time Mansmith and Mutant came out, like that was a decline. Yeah. And not musically. Like I feel like I really like Mansmith and Mutant. I Yeah, they may I mean they just got better musically, I think, until they kinda and, and they, you know, they, nowadays they, it's it's different. But they stopped getting like promoted. Like I think like the after the sixth, a lot of the wave of just being a juggalo in general kind of was waning you know like it, the buildup was gone there was nothing else to look forward to and like mm-hmm. there was kind of a decline and obviously behind the scenes there was some shit popping off that wasn't that we weren't privy to but nevertheless man i feel like um that was definitely like the the timeline for that oh man i wish i could just go back and be ignorant to it all <laughs> just go back to that time when you know, you just the feeling was there. It was in the air, and you were ignorant to like what was going on behind the scenes. It's almost like uh, the kayfabe effect. Like when wrestling back in the day, you could you could get 
wrestling and wrestlers and angles and storylines over a lot more than you can now because the average fan didn't know what was going on behind the scenes. Sure. And even if they did, everybody, it was like an unspoken thing. Like everybody just kind of went along with it. Yeah. You know, you had the smart fans and they knew what was going on, but the mo, but 90% of the audience didn't know, you know, it was just like, you're just, you know, it's characters, but you don't care what's going on. You don't know what they're doing behind the scenes. Mm. And that's kind of what it was like back then. We would get little tidbits and interviews, but it's like you didn't, they didn't have podcasts. We didn't know every single fucking thing that was going on with these people. Yeah. And now you do. And that's, it just, it takes away from shit. Just takes away from the magic. And ICP knew this back then. They knew this. They talked about it. You know, it's like, we don't want to go. I remember Jay, I think talking about it in the book, he would be like, yeah, after we got done or uh, performing, we didn't go out in the audience and meet anybody. We didn't like go hang out with the juggalos because we thought that was stale. Mm. We thought that was, you know, that's what other like rocks rock bands did. We didn't do that. We kept a, uh, an aura of mystery to yeah. us and that worked for a long fucking time. And then when the, you know, when the chat room age and shit started coming out, you started learning a little bit more, but that was the smart fans. That wasn't the majority. Yeah. And, and then, then, and then everybody got the internet. Yeah. <laughs> After the sixth and shit. Yeah. I mean, that's when it started, you know, but it was just, it was almost like a perfect timing thing. Yeah, yeah, they got their six done, and then after that is when the like K-fabe, the veil is being lifted. Yeah, the kayfabe effect was gone. You know. Yeah, that's it's a weird. It is an interesting like divider, like like just culturally and as a human being at yeah. the time. And ICP's, you know, six like maybe that was the end that consumed us all. Yeah, I mean, it, the internet. It's it's just crazy. Like it, metaphorically, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that what they foretold did line up. Yeah, that you could say, you know, in a metaphor, metaphorically did happen. And it was just one of those things. It's like, and then I fell off for a while because of that. It's probably one reason why I fell out. Is it's like, yeah, the the veils lifted, the magic's not there yeah, anymore. Yeah. But then. I came back around because now I'm interested in who they are more than I ever was. And now I kind of want to see more behind the scenes. And now it's a new attraction. Like the music is like the side, the afterthought now where now it's like, I just, I'm more intrigued by the humans themselves, more intrigued by the humans and their (laughs) legacy and their history. Mm. And then if they put out something good, that's cool. You know, I'll listen to it and I like it, but yeah, now it's definitely more like these old, like I, I like, I like a lot of wrestling, old wrestlers now talking about, they're old now talking about what was going on back Mm. then. I really love watching those shoot interviews of some of my favorite wrestlers and I don't really care about their character or their wrestling anymore. Yeah, sure. It's what they, it's what was going on behind the scenes during their runs that is really fascinating now, you know? Yeah, I feel that. I mean, like people people who live interesting lives have interesting stories and that's what's, that's the cool shit anymore, and, and Jay know? himself, you know, he says he loves reading books, yeah. and autobiographies on wrestlers. And that's kind of like, that's what he, that's what we're, you know, it's, it's almost the like same thing. He, he loves those wrestlers. when he was a kid, he loved their gimmicks and shit, but now he's reading their autobiographies. It's kind of the same thing with us, mm. you know, growing up with ICP and the magic was there, but, but it's now it's like, man, now we're actually getting the autobiographies like in real time, kind of we're going in and who knows, we might even be. You know, part of it, part of it. (laughs) Yeah. It's interesting living during, uh, or, um, I guess like 
watching it in real time and being able to report on shit in real time. It's just, uh, it's just different, man. Yeah. Sometimes in too much info isn't a good thing. I agree completely. I agree completely. I mean, you have to adapt to it. When you get too much info, you kind of have to adapt to it. And some people don't want to. So, but I, I, I've, I've got a new, like I said, the magic isn't there like it was, but there's a different type of fascination with Mm. it now. And part of it is going back re in, in, you know, looking at, the nostalgic and looking at ourselves as these young, you know, these young people listening to this music, that's a big part of it too. You know, we're, we're kind of looking back into the past, seeing how it was, remembering how it felt. And then it's giving asking why, why we felt like that too. Yeah. And then it's, you know, it's creating some new feelings and shit. So yeah, I mean, I mean, there's just, we could probably circle and it's going to be even different when they're gone, mm-hmm. you know, cause we're probably, you know, we're probably most likely going to outlive them. I hope, uh, you know, and when they're gone, it's going to be even a newer dynamic when we're going back and looking at this going to change again. Can you imagine being, let's say they lived to be a hundred fucking years old and we're, we're not that much younger than them. We're yeah. 90, right? Yeah. We're 90. And like, we're like, Oh, great Maliko. <laughs> yeah. Great Maliko, wave your wand. Yeah. And like, but by, by <laughs> you know, we'll be fucking morning, ICB. That'd be so Yeah. I a, mean, we're only like 10 years younger. Yeah, than that's them. So, yeah, it's like, they're, it's <laughs> safe. They die at, Jay dies at 79. We're going to, I'm going to be 69. Yeah. Like shedding a tear, pouring, <laughs> pouring out of moon mists for violence, Jay. Yeah. I mean, this is, that's going to be funny. That is weird. We're going to have to be, it's going to be a whole new dynamic, man, when they're gone. That's fun to think about. All right, man. Well, um, anything else you want to touch on, juggalo related or not, before we wrap it up? No, I think I got everything out. All right. Um, go to, uh, Let's see. I never promote anything. Um, go to deckwondelt.com for anything related to us. You can find links to all of our socials. Uh, subscribe on YouTube if you're not already. I imagine if you've watched this much of us talking about this shit, you're probably subscribed. So thank you. Um, if you're not, but yeah, hit us up. Uh, um, hit us up on the socials. Go to deckwondelt.com slash shop. And you know, we got a couple t-shirts and more cool stuff coming there very soon. Um, I got my gathering ticket. You'll catch me at the gathering for sure. I did not get mine yet. My brother's got his, but I, <laughs> oh, nice. I, yeah, he got his. Hell yeah. Yeah. He, but so yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to get it. So we'll be there. All right. Sorry to the, I, I, I know the site crashed that night. It went on sale at nine o'clock. Um, like they sold out of, but I fell asleep. No joke with my phone in my hand refreshing. Like I didn't think tickets would sell out, but I was just, I wanted to get mine. I woke up in the morning and went to the site and it worked. But I saw like big ballas pass was oh, sold yeah. out. Fucking, uh, car pass was sold. I was like, man, that sucks oh, for of people. Course. Man. Yeah, it does. So sorry to those. And then of they y'all. resell. They like resell them and shit. Like, yeah, man. Like, yeah. There's some. Yeah. You got, y'all are assholes if you're doing that, man. For real. Fuck you. Yeah. Um. Never. But guess what? We live here. Yeah. I can drive home and come back in <laughs> exactly. the same day, and it like it like in an hour. Like I, it's I, good. I read the the way the camping works too. You don't have to like buy a campsite. You just take your shit and find somewhere to camp. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. I mean, for those of you that don't know that, now you do. But yes, we'll see you there. We we will be there. Carver will have his ticket eventually. Absolutely. And, uh, we'll be there. So uh, those of you who said uh, you'll see us there, we will fucking see you there for show. All right, man. Um, let's uh, shuffle the fuck up on out of here.
Hey, you gotta say the thing. And slide it <laughs> back into the <laughs> first <right>. deck. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Peace. Peace.